entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're prob probably looking for more ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you've found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some exciting news. I've released my second book uh, called The Profit Accelerator, and I'm looking for a few business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Go download my book and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. It's available for free only for the next few weeks while I'm interviewing business owners. I'm confident that these strategies can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and the value of their company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right. My guest here is Jim Henninger, and he is known as the Rebrand Man. He leads the efforts of the Rebranding Experts, which he founded in 2017 after 30 years of business and brand strategy experience for companies like Procter & Gamble, McDonald's, Anheuser-Busch, and others. Rebranding experts are purposefully designed to be the only agency with the comprehensive services necessary to rebrand organizations. It starts from a fundamentally different viewpoint than traditional branding firms that see rebranding as a marketing strategy. His team believes that rebranding should be a strategic growth accelerator. I love it. He's even putting my book in there. <laughs> Creating a forward-facing organization ready to grasp new opportunities. It's a jetpack to your success. Jim has designed the methodologies used by the firm and merged many discipline, disciplines necessary for successful branding, including research, brand strategy, and planning, creative naming, design identity, corporate and leadership communications, change management, employee engagement, and inner internal marketing. So Jim coaches CEOs through the rebranding process, aligning their executive team and helping them to execute complete name change and new customer promises. He regularly speaks at national conferences and is a frequent contributor to Forbes.com on the topic of rebranding. Wow, Jim, you gave me a lot there, but you know what? It was right on point for exactly who you are, and it's given our listeners an idea of why they need to think about rebranding. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Marcia, it's nice to join you. Thank you. Okay, so um, we heard your story, right? And But there's always something else that drew you into branding. What pulled you in that direction? I think I like to lift other people's voices up and mm. help them better communicate to their stakeholders, their customers. And branding is a key element of all that. The ability to kind of really say what it is that differentiates you, makes you better in the market than other choices. 
You know, that's, that's exactly what businesses need to be focusing on all the time because competition and our, our um, attention spans are so short these days with the, you know, fire hose treatment that we're getting from, from businesses out there that, you know, we have to do that. We have to separate ourselves and be attractive to that ideal client. So I'm glad you're here today. All right. So let me ask you a question. Why would a company want to rebrand? So let me start out with kind of branding and then we can merge into rebranding. So, so if you think about it, as I just kind of said, branding is about differentiating yourself in the marketplace. It's, it's building a, a collection of thoughts and images and, and associations and experiences with your brand that makes it a shortcut for consumers or customers to choose you over a competitor, just as you said, because it's a crazy environment out there. There's way too much information, way too much communication. So a brand is a shortcut. If that shortcut isn't getting the customer to you fast enough, then you might need to rebrand. You might need Mm. to step back and evaluate your brand, determine if it's working hard enough for you, if it's still relevant today from when you created it years ago, maybe when you launched your business and rebranding is a, is a possibility then. And that would be, uh, you know, really refreshing and updating your brand to make sure that it's relevant in today's marketplace and for years to come and that it really seeks to differentiate you. It really puts you out there different from other competitors. Cause again, it's a shortcut. So if it's not, giving that really strong, compelling reason why to choose you, then you need to look at something like rebranding. Love it. And if I'm correct, rebranding doesn't have to be, you know, the total refresh of everything, colors, design, everything. So you look like a different person. It's not like you go in and, or at least for the ladies, you go in with dark hair and you come out with blonde hair, right? Um, But it could be the messaging, it could be minute changes. It could be a, a warmer color or an attractive, even your market you're going into. And, um, and, and I think that's what scares people when they're like, rebrand, that means I've got to redo everything. And it's not, right? Well, you can, we always like to say there are kind of three possible routes you can go. And there's lots of room in between those three. But one of them is the refresh. So that's the the, the 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 makeover of your physical identity. So that might be changing your logo, your color palette. You know, it, it's it's a makeover. It's a visual makeover. Um, and you see organizations do that all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Quite honestly, it's it's not as big of an adjustment for your customers to just see a new logo and different colors on your websites and your collateral materials. Um, the second would be repositioning, and that's when you're mm-hmm. really are seeking to um, attract a new or an additional target um, customer. And you need to tell your story now in a broader way that's going to appeal to that group as well, too. You see a lot of organizations doing this. Um, I think probably one of the biggest ones that everybody in our industry is watching right now is what Victoria's Secret did. So, Mm -hmm. you know, along the angels and the fashion shows and so forth that were just not relevant to women today, and they didn't want it anymore. They didn't weren't going to have it. So Victoria's Secret repositioned itself and is now much more inclusive and has brand ambassadors that even include um, Megan Rapone, the the soccer star. So they 
kept the same name. They kept the same logo, I think, but then they really just kind of repositioned themselves to attract new audience. Or you can do what we would call a full rebrand, which would be where you go back to the core of who you are, you change your customer promise, you even change the name of your organization, mm-hmm. and then you do all the visual makeover on top of that. So you really are coming out of the box as an entirely new brand, and you're getting your customers and your prospects to make that leap with you to your new brand positioning. I and love it. Perfect example of that, and I'll just kind of share a good one that everybody knows. Yeah. Kind of what Facebook did with the introduction of Meta. Now, everybody knows Facebook. Facebook was the brand and the corporate name at the same time, mm-hmm. but they introduced Meta, and that was a new corporate brand that really was trying to clear the path for them to do more of their virtual reality products mm-hmm. and services and so forth, and to get all the whole industry to follow them there. So that's what they did with their rebranding is kept the product name the same, but rebranded the company name. So it allowed them to go and face, you know, face forward and to attract a lot of new partners in building this whole new meta universe that they're talking about. Well, interesting, because a few years back, Google did the same thing and and their parent company was Alphabet. You know, they changed the 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 um, pieces on that, including their stock logos and and everything Mm -hmm. else. Um, but I think I think it all comes back to, is this shortcut working? And if it's not working, then something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it could just be stale. It's not that it's bad. Right. It just could be stale and it needs to be updated and refreshed to be current and attractive and let your audience know that you are the right people for them, the, the right company for them, right? Right. And that, you know, especially with entrepreneurs, you know, oftentimes when they start their business, they don't spend as much time, energy or energy kind of creating that brand. They kind of go with an approven or, you know, a a comfortable name and launch it and then find out later that name isn't working that hard for us anymore. Um, And so then they need to kind of go back and revisit it. So a perfect example is my company. Originally, I named it after my dog and the financial side. So it was Bella Financial Group. And that was like, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, so we ended up changing and rebranding myself uh, a few years ago. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not uncommon for you know, fairly young organizations, you know, especially entrepreneurial driven to find themselves, you know, a few years down the road saying, oh, now I need to go back and reevaluate this brand piece. I didn't put as much into it in the beginning. And right. this isn't working as hard to differentiate me as it could. So let's now go back and reinvest in something that's going to carry us forward for years to come. Right, right. And I think it's important because you know, um, I was actually on stage last week talking about um, your positioning. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I said and that I felt, and I think the audience resonated, was that times change, your customers change, markets change, and you need to continuously change to be appropriate, right? And, and applicable to what they want and need. And you have to, it's, it's, it's innovation of your messaging and your identity as well as your product or your service you know yeah. Yeah. i think Tell these things just need to do changing yeah that isn't under pressure you know from the external environment to remain current remain re- relevant to your customers so very very true 
that's not the brand as much as your business model. Yeah. You know, and and I think um I think that scares people because they think they think that the brand maybe isn't the shortcut. It's just the logo or the colors or the website I have, but it's so much more, right? I mean, you you kind of highlighted it in the beginning when you talked about what a brand is, but I think if we can dig into that and how the brand actually connects with the audience might be a helpful tool to get people thinking about it again. Well, and you know, and a great example of that is Amazon. So anything that you buy from Amazon, they didn't make, it's being manufactured and you know sold on behalf of another retailer. Amazon is the delivery interface that we all use. And so when we think of Amazon, we think of, you know, certainly price, but we think of ease of use, convenience, reliability. It tells you when it's coming. It arrives at your front door. You get a picture that it's, you know, sitting out there waiting for you and so forth. That experience is very much what we now rely upon with Amazon to give us confidence in placing an order there. I don't have to go out shopping. I can have it done in five minutes online. So so there's a perfect example of, the things that you're buying are from other manufacturers, but the service, the experience is from Amazon. And so they know that if they can deliver on that on a regular basis, that's going to create a very positive association of getting people to come back and want to use Amazon again and again. I love it. I love it. And and it is important that you understand what your lane is, right? In, in your business so that you can capitalize upon the service because Amazon used to be a bookseller, right? right? It was a college bookseller that evolved into selling other things because they had the software and then they created the distribution center to get it out to you quickly. Um, yep. You know, gosh, I can remember just a few years ago when people were uncomfortable putting their credit card in on the internet. <laughs> Yikes, <laughs> That's all right? we do practically. Exactly. So uh, the innovation that that comes with it. So how does a company really, truly stay in front of their clients using branding? So so the most important thing is you need to be in touch with them. You know, you need to be talking regularly to your customers, formal research or informal, just, you know, as to how they perceive you and and Mm -hmm. how they think you are perceived out in the marketplace. It's okay to ask them that because I think there's some really valuable insights that they'll share and being asked is a compliment, you know, that your your opinion is 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 um is valuable. So by continually doing that, you're going to gain some really good insights in terms of whether your brand is working for you or not. There's all sorts of other, you know, um, tools, especially in the online space now, that you can monitor your your online presence, your um, you know, obviously your traffic to your website, where it's coming from, your social media presence, how does it compare to competitors and so forth that will give you, you know, kind of further insight into that whole thing. But I always believe it's the words from your customer that are going to be the most valuable. In fact, if we rebrand an organization, um, the very first thing we do is go out and talk to their customers and say, so what do you think of them? You know, what do they do that no one else is able to do? What what are you, you know, most proud of them in terms of the way you interact with them? And they will give you some really valuable insights that that will help you determine if your current brand is on on point or needs some further study. So that's that's interesting because again, I think I'm like many out there that think the branding is the imaging, right? Is the logo, is the colors, and so on. But it's not because if you're asking your customers 
what you're what they're so proud of the company for and why they continue to use it that doesn't normally correlate into at least for for me <laughs> for the brand right yeah yeah it's the experience it's the experience mm -hmm. they have with you as a whole and and that name that logo the color palette your website is a piece of that but it's mm -hmm. really how they experience you overall and and you know, do they admire you because you're out in the marketplace leading the discussion on whatever your industry is and offering new viewpoints and insights that that the customer should be mindful of? Or are you just sitting back and, you know, and, and being quiet and yeah, and stale? Hello, um, call me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting because a lot of a lot of um, major companies and I know Frontier Airlines is one of them that I just read about are closing their customer service call centers. Wow. So you can't reach a person on the phone anymore. That's going to start yeah. to impact their brand and how right. they perceive is if you have to solve every single issue that you have online, that's going to lose a lot of people. So just kind of mm. watch to see what happens to their brand. Interesting. Interesting. So then when we talk about branding and we're trying to elevate our brand, how does the experience come from our imaging or does it come from the content in our brand so again i think branding is more of the 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 language and the words that we put out there as well not just the 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 green color of of right. frontier airlines right so the core of it all is your promise what is that brand mm. promise what are you promising customers from an interaction with you and that's a really hard kind of creative process, strategic process for a lot of companies and a lot of business people to put their finger on um, because they tend to say, well, I'm going to promise that I'll return your phone calls in 24 hours or that I'll do this or we're available 24 seven or whatever it is. No, 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 no. Your promise is what's the outcome of an experience with you that your customer is going to benefit from? Um, we just went through a rebranding of an organization that's in the commercial building space, and and um, they they do things such as the the shades that control the sunlight and the temperature and acoustic systems and so forth. And it really when when it came down to their their brand promise is you know what is it good what do you mean to an older owner of a building? We're going to help you optimize that building performance. That's a big lofty aspirational promise. But it also gives them room to grow. So if they want to go into other products or services that serve that commercial building space, they've got the room to do it now because their brand has promised that to their customer. And you're thinking big enough, right? And you got to be so, aspirational in all this. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So I love that you're that the things that you're doing are about the promise that you're making to your customer, right? And then the the website, the logo, the colors, and everything want to represent that experience that you're promising. And then everything that you produce content-wise or images-wise, and if you're using social or marketing or whatever you're trying to do to get your, your company's name out there, it all aligns with that message. Right. And, I think that was the connection I was missing. Ah, okay. And part of that that branding process or rebranding and going back and rediscovering who you are 
is what is your personality as a company? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's there's a whole process and system of archetypes for mm-hmm. companies and brands and helps you kind of zero in on the one that really represents you. Um, but we went through a rebranding recently of a company that as we as we gathered all this insight, it really became clear they were part of this rebel personality. They weren't satisfied with the status quo. They were always wanting to innovate. They were always pushing the boundaries and wanted to be out there kind of redefining, reframing their industry. Mm-hmm. And the minute that came clear, it was so much easier to produce the language, the taglines, even the colors of what a rebel is start mm-hmm. to follow there, you know, because it it all is part of a personality of a brand. So like you put those pieces together and then everything starts to flow out of it and make sense because it's it's interconnected, as you're saying, and, and delivering against a bigger story. And it's attractive to their ideal customer that is looking for that innovation, that outside the box, that forward thinking. And when when Apple releases their phone, they're first to get it, right? They're that kind of personality. So then you can align in with your with your customer you're trying to attract as well. Right. And you know, you need to make sure that that segment of the customers out there, that the people mm-hmm. that want those, you know, the leaders and that the thought leaders and the ones that are going to have the new and refreshing viewpoint on on what solutions may be that you're looking for. And then yeah, then you appeal to them. There's a lot of followers in every industry and they right. follow the ones that or the early adopters and that like, you know, that really go with the leader and then they'll come along later and follow too. So, so yeah, that's, if you want to move the market, move the industry in a really aggressive way, you need to be that leader out there. That's, that's saying, you know, never before commented on, you know, provocative kind of comments, right. reframe the industry. Yep. But that, that wraps into the brand of the company and why people choose you over you know, the guy next to you or the company down the street Mm -hmm. is because they align your your customer's ideals align with what you're saying. So I love the brand and the refresh of the brand and the redesigning of the brand to really align with, you know, your core values and your ideals core values, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is, this is so much more than just a silly logo and a website, right? Right. It it drives everything. And I think that that's what that's what today's businesses are often missing. You know, they did something a while ago. They named it after their dog, right? And <laughs> and and they left that and thought, oh, I'm just going to keep going because it doesn't matter, right? It's just a picture. It's just an image. It's just something that represented originally that's outdated. Mm-hmm. And and now because I'm a different company or I've evolved and um, and I'm serving a particular client then why aren't I aligning everything with that? Right. I think right. that would be more impactful. And I think people are missing that. Yeah, missing you know, it's, it's it's not at all surprising that when somebody is starting up a business, you know, especially in an entrepreneurial level, they're not as likely to invest in an outside resource or an expert helping them to stand up the right brand for them. Mm-hmm. They've got something, you know, they got a driving passion in their heart of wanting their own, their own business and, and a sense of what drives them and, you know, how they want to be different, but they're not, they're not investing in branding a business that's starting. They're kind mm-hmm. of kind of get it up and running and then it's a good time <laughs> to start. come back and yeah. And then come back at some point and say, okay, 
now that we've established ourselves, what really differentiates us from our competitors? And let's lean into that now in terms of a brand that really helps work hard for us, um, when especially when new customers are looking for somebody to choose. I love that. So when's an ideal time for a company um, to invest in that branding? I mean, obviously, when they open the door, but in hindsight, we didn't do that, or maybe we didn't do it as well as we should. When should we consider that rebrand? So we kind of put it in two different buckets. Um, we say you either hit, um, you need to rebrand or there's an opportunity that will come from rebranding. So the need to rebrand, oftentimes that's a, a, either a merger or an acquisition, you know, or partnering up with another company and you're faced with a brand decision that you need to resolve. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a new leader, a new CEO, um, or it could be that that brand is just not working. And you, you're forced to rebrand. It's just not doing it, doing any good, or it is now outdated and irrelevant. So that's the need <laughs> to rebrand. The opportunity is really driven by your strategic growth strategy. So where are you wanting to go? Does your brand work hard to lead customers there, or do you need to change it up and you know kind of reposition yourself in a way that? The, your existing customers will will jump on board with you, and new customers will understand it. It could be your could be a geographic expansion, could be a opening up a new market or a new products or service segment that you're trying to um trying to meet. Um, but that's all when you pause. You know, you you're 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 using this point in time to create an opportunity to grow your business even more through rebranding. Love it. You know, um, you just reminded me of something that one of my CEOs had said that um, their their marketing, they treated their marketing and their website and their and their tools that they did their brand as an employee that worked twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and they even named this this employee. And and how do you get that employee to do more for you and mm -hmm. and for the investment that they've made in it? And I like it because it really, it is really uh, one of the most important tools that you have as a business owner and that you want to optimize so that it can take you to, you know, that it'll work for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week without a day off or sick day or asking for more money, usually, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and it should be thought of as in a very important piece of your business. And um, I think it's time that we ought to look at, especially as the new year comes in and all the changes and evolutions that every single market is seeing right now, mm -hmm. that it's a time to consider, is your message working really hard for you and giving you the shortcut you're looking for? Right. And and you should all, you know, no matter if you're what size you are, you should always have some kind of mechanism or process for gaining insight into your brand, you know, whether it's talking to customers on a regular basis, whether it's a, you know, the, the online monitoring or even formal research on how people perceive your brand, you should mm -hmm. always keep a pulse on that because you, the last thing you want is to find out that it hasn't been working very, very well for you for the last several years and, and to realize the lost opportunity that you had mm -hmm. because you didn't deal with it sooner. So Build into your whatever you're doing in terms of a marketing and customer retention kind of program, a, a branding um, kind of assessment on a regular basis. I like that. And just ask, right? It doesn't have to be high tech. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ask your favorite clients 
or the ones, the customers that got away, hey, what was the reason you left? You know, exactly. and one of those questions, was it the brand? Did the brand not align with you? And um, I think that that's a really valuable tool that we often forget mm -hmm. is ask. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> ask. people. <laughs> yeah, simple, simple, uh, keep it simple, uh, sister. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, find the, find the ways to improve and, and with business, you know, we've got to constantly be innovative. Uh, I've, I've said it plenty of times here, and, and I think you're on point with the rebranding style and how to refresh it. And it could be something, as you mentioned, in the little, a, a little tweak, a medium tweak, or a gigantic total, mm -hmm. you know, facelift that you're gonna, you're gonna do on your business, but something needs to be done. And, and, you know, staying on top of that is, is super important, even if it's down to the messaging. Right. So, okay, Jim, if we were, if we were to say one thing that is the most impactful part of our branding, and I think I know what it is, um, what would you say that piece would be as part of the brand that, that people should look at quickly? So I, I would put the customer experience at the core of it. So I just wrote a story for Forbes on this that, um, you know, that's that's what your customers and prospects on a daily basis, that's that's what they go through is how do you interact with this company? Is it easy or is it difficult to deal with them? You know, are they helpful? Do they have all the tools to make it easy to be in contact and communicate, to express concerns and so forth? How do they respond to crises when that hit the, you know, when something doesn't go the way it should? That experience is what really flavors what people feel internally more than anything. And so your brand promise needs to be reflected in that experience. So mm -hmm. if you if your positioning is all about we're the you know the thoughtful leader, well then you better show that in the way you interact with customers on an every day. If if your if your brand promise is we're going to be the fastest ones to deliver your pizza, then you better be the fastest ones to deliver the pizza, you know. So so those two are very connected. Um, but at the end of the day, we we as humans, it's our experience with things that really drives our desire to repurchase from a from a, a, a you know a business. And therefore, if that doesn't work, then it's not going to happen. I'll I'll use you know I just had a home appliance repair guy, who you know pretty respected brand name that came to the house last week, and he was so difficult. So difficult to deal with and ended up leaving and without fixing the appliance, I'm never going back to that that provider again. Um, right. Despite what their name and their reputation and all the advertising is, that one guy delivered an experience that I don't ever want to repeat again. So mm -hmm. I I think that the experience and how it comes together, you know, in, in terms of um, all the pieces of the brand that's what really drives um, probably the, the the repurchase that you want from any customer. Right. That, that is so important. And it's becoming, I think I've been hearing it more and more and more, the word experience, you know, your customer's experience over the past couple of years, but it's becoming even more prevalent because there's so many choices mm -hmm. that, that people have. I mean, you, you fly Southwest airline and at the end they're like, we know you have choices and we appreciate you. You know, it just, it just reminds, it reminds me that the opportunity 
to align everything of what you stand for and and what you deliver upon and your core value message that you say all is about your customer making you as their choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, there's Jim, a lot of you know technology can help improve that experience in many different ways. So if you're not embracing some of that technology, like, like Frontier, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that do, that do. Yeah, so you know, so it's making sure that you're using technology that you can afford in a way to enhance that experience. Yep. Right, and um, and meeting the customer where they are because. Um, you know, the worst thing you can do these days, and I tell my customers, is to make your call to action a call me, right? Because nobody wants to call anymore. <laughs> they want to yeah. text or they want to they want to shop from their convenience of their home instead of picking up the phone and getting into an icky sales position. Um, so there again, that technology can help you or hurt you in a mm-hmm. way if you don't if you don't impact it into your into your brand and your strategies mm-hmm. and the way that you represent yourself to the world. So. I love it. Jim, this has been really um, eye-opening for me to to really develop the concept of brand and hopefully change some minds in the audience and listeners, having them think that your brand is so much more than a silly logo and colors that you choose, that it is the experience Mm -hmm. and that core message that you're representing out there. So I'm just... Yeah, really good stuff. So, all right, where can listeners find out more about you, your articles? I mean, where can they where can they get more information about rebranding and what they should consider? So, rebrandingexperts.com and on all social platforms, you know, look for us under, under that same name. We're keeping it easy. We're trying to position ourselves as the one and only and, you know, that the expert resource to go to when it comes to rebranding. And and we I, I write regular stories for Forbes.com and those are all listed on our website as well too. So it's a lot of information on there for somebody who's considering it or deep into the process and, and needing to kind of help rescue it for some reason, they can find they can find the answers on there. Love it, love it. And it's so important to have, you know, um, buyers are on a journey, right? And in our branding, helps them make that decision. So like you mentioned, you have all these all this information and content on Forbes.com that really expert, you know, lifts you up as the expert because you're a trusted source and then you're providing the value to help them make better decisions. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. All right. Well Jim and I would love to hear your uh feedback or questions. Don't right. forget to uh to comment on today's show and subscribe while you're on there. Um, And I hope you found a couple of ideas or two that you can put into your business that will help you be more profitable. Don't forget, now more than ever, it's important to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Go download my book with the 12 powerful strategies that will dramatically increase your revenue, profit, and the value of your company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. And you know that branding and having that core message that aligns with everything, uh, that aligns with your ideal customer's needs um, is, is definitely a core piece on that. So go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. And while you're at it, you know, commenting and telling us, get, give us an idea of your branding and how it's impacted someone or 
did you just have a big aha that says my branding has nothing to do with my business, right? <laughs> and join us in on the comments and um, uh, Jim and I will reply back. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks, Marcia.